Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro. I am your host this morning, broadcasting from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I hope everybody is having a fantastic morning. It's a Wednesday morning, 9 a.m., right on the dot. So today is the feast of Andrew the Apostle, so let's start with prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O glorious St. Andrew, you were the first to recognize and follow the Son of God. With your friend St. John, you remained with Jesus for your entire life, and now throughout eternity. Just as you led your brother St. Peter to Christ and many others after him, draw us also to him. Teach us how to lead them solely out of love for Jesus and dedication to his service. Help us to learn the lesson of the cross and carry our daily crosses without complaint, so that they may carry us to God the Almighty Father. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me. We have a great show, and Teresa put together this great show for us today, and I'm really excited. Sometimes it's fun to not really know in depth what we're going to talk about, because then I get to unwrap this present of an interview. So I'm really excited for our first guests that are joining me today, Nick and Amanda Lanners. Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning. morning. Thanks for stopping in and hanging out with me in the box room today. <laughs> for sure. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> so why don't you both introduce yourself? We'll start with you, Amanda. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, well, I, I'm a preschool EA. I work at Holy Spirit. I've been there for the past couple of years. Um, we're both parishioners at Risen Savior and Brandon. So, um, I, uh, together we have three children, and then I have two older children from a first marriage. So, Teresa is 21. She's a junior at Creighton and Omaha. Um, Matthew is a high school senior at Kemper Catholic in Carroll, Iowa, and he's 17. And then we have Henry, who's seven. He's a second grader. Uh, Raymond is five, and he's a kindergartner. And Patrick is three, and Busy. he's in preschool three. <laughs> yes, not in my preschool class. He's in the other preschool class. Um, yes, so the five of them uh, most definitely keep us on our toes yeah. and um, keep life very beautiful. Wonderful. How about for you, Nick? I grew up in uh, Minnesota, moved to Sioux Falls in uh, 2003, and been working at Citibank for almost 18 years. Mm-hmm. The had originally met Amanda actually on MySpace and <gasps> wow, throwback. Yes, yeah, so MySpace. something that's sort of defunct and no longer. <laughs> but uh, but the grace of God has certainly led us together yeah. and been married for 14 years and beautiful. So. Our listening audience, and maybe I should tell you this after we're done, but our listening audience covers all of North and South Dakota, and then we make it into big portions of Minnesota. So our listeners in Minnesota are going to want to know where from. Minneota, Minnesota. Minneota. We're familiar. Okay. Yeah, so. Welcome. 
And you pronounced it correctly, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell tell me a little bit, um, growing up with your faith, um, has did you both grow up in the Catholic faith or either of you converts? Let's go there. I grew up as a Lutheran. My mom had a very strong faith, and she made sure that we would go to Sunday school, mm-hmm. go to church on Sunday, make sure we were confirmed, and certainly through my early childhood, just the Lord had just entered me into reading the Bible, and I would read Corinthians and really would speak to me, mm. and so that was really with me through my childhood. Uh, my faith got into college, and at that point uh, was starting to look into some non-denominational stuff that was sort of wholly spirit-driven, and that really started to awaken me deeper into, hmm, what is my dad's side? My grandparents were Catholic, mm-hmm. and that led me into looking into, what is this about? And I was looking into, I'm Catholic, let me get a Catholic Bible, let me get a Catholic catechism, take a look into it, and started just attending some Catholic Masses. But, and then of course that uh, eventually in and out from there through my 20s, um, and it wasn't until really into the 30s, sort of, when I became confirmed into the Catholic faith. Man, it was Catholic, of course, so. Okay. So, growing up, and I'm always curious, what was the dynamics around Catholics in your world? Did anybody have an opinion about them? Sure. I don't know if anyone had an opinion, but somehow I don't know where it came from for me, but I had gone to a couple (coughs) Catholic masses with my friends that Mm -hmm. were Catholic and grew up, and when I was there, I would look around and see some of the statues and think, hmm, why don't they just pray to Jesus? Why do they have Mm -hmm. this? So, hmm, maybe they're not doing it right. And that was just my sort of understanding at that time, so very basic, but... Yeah, pretty, pretty normal, though. Very, very normal. How about for you? Um, I'm a cradle Catholic, so the town where I'm from in um, mid-central Iowa is Carroll, Iowa. It's about 10,000 people. And uh, the Catholic school system has an equal enrollment with the public school system. So That's it's a, insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Very Catholic town, I'm it is. guessing. <laughs> Extremely Catholic town. And even all of the littler towns around um, Carroll all have like these mini many cathedrals they're just mm. extremely decorated and they're very ornate they're very reverent they're very traditional um so i grew up as a cradle, cradle catholic like i said and went to catholic grade school um received my sacraments at second grade and then when um eighth grade came around my parents gave me the choice to either attend the catholic high school kemper or to go to the public school system and i chose to go to the public school system and I fell away from the faith for a good bit of time, mm-hmm. and um, it was still important to me, but it wasn't the priority where it really should be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we didn't honestly we, we we didn't go to mass every week like we should. Um, you know, but we did hit Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't confirmed. Uh, there were other priorities on my mind when I was 15 years old than going to, <laughs> I don't think going to CCD at the time. Yeah. So Nick and I were confirmed together. Really? Yes. When we, um, when we became parishioners at Risen Savior. Beautiful. So, and throughout um, my young adult, you know, also like Nick, I was looking into other denominations as well, but I, 
it just didn't quite feel right. It didn't feel like home, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like some of the sermons that the pastors were saying, it's like, uh. so you guys met and, mm-hmm. um, started a relationship in that relationship where was church and God? Sure. At the Actually beginning. in the very beginning, great question, because I was looking at a note that she had wrote me way back in the beginning. She had thanked me for bringing her closer to God. At that time, I had, um, both of us had previous marriages. We both had been annulments. But at that time, I was, we were both going through the divorce when we were, when we met. And I just was taking myself up to the cathedral and going into the Sacred Heart Chapel. At that time, I wasn't Catholic and I wasn't really knowing what was happening, but I just felt home and I would just sit in there for hours and just in the pew and I had no clue that the monstrance and Jesus that was way over my head at that time yeah. and I was just going there because I I just needed something that was drawing me I felt empty and this Isn't that made beautiful? me feel yes That's and so, so beautiful. when I met Amanda then we were we would be tending masses um, at that time and and then just sort of progressed on and and I think that's where just sort of the priority started going down where we weren't going as often. And mm-hmm. I think that was probably in our, in our early 30s. So our first date, we met at Chuck E. Cheese's Sioux City. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but then the second day, um, I went out to Sioux Falls and we went to a noon mass at the cathedral. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it Beautiful. was, you know, and then we went for a walk around Falls Park, mm-hmm. you know, just really enjoying so I have to ask, why Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, it was a child's birthday party. Okay. I thought it was a safe place to... You know, MySpace, you know, on the internet. All right, I'm, I was happy, so, I'm happy to hear there was other activities going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like, you know, you're not quite sure. Let's just meet in public and... Absolutely. Oh, he's a safe guy. Okay, let's go to Mass, so... <laughs> let's go to Mass. I love it. I love it. So, COVID had a special impact on your spiritual lives and this is the part of the interview that I'm really interested about getting into so yes. let's start to get into it we have about four minutes till we have to take a break so we'll start to dive into it a little bit but how did COVID affect you guys personally the that an emptiness and the desire to take the children and the family the wife back to mass and I had sort of put that idea out there to and I think this was about in June. And I spoke to the wife. We should go back there. And of course, we at this time we had a one, uh, one, three, and five oh. at home. Yeah. And of course, you can imagine some of the the difficulties <laughs> as parents yeah. may struggle with um, keeping them all in the pews. So yeah, the but I, I I wanted to try it. And at that point, I mentioned it, and didn't seem that was going to work out. Maybe a week or two went by. I I was ready to go. My even if I had to go myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, just, okay, why don't you just stay? Well, I'll take all the kids. Why don't you just stay? And um, just had asked her a question, really just wondering, what's going on here? Why can't we go? And um, and at that, so the Lord was really just something drawing. I needed to get back to the Lord. Just something was pulling me in. And I'll let uh, Amanda explain what sort of happened to happen next. Uh, so Nick asked me a question. No, past that. The oh. when you okay. <laughs> uh, well, well, for me, uh, the biggest COVID blessing um, was that you no know, Nick started to work from home, and because he had that flexibility to work from home, that gave us the opportunity to go up to the church 
and you know just sit with Jesus and I wasn't working at mm -hmm. the time so it was great for me just to get a little break from the kids like Nick said they were one three and five boys yeah. boys boys. <laughs> boys so um but uh yeah so so after I asked her this say why can't we go right yeah. so I'll let that simmer a week goes by she has um actually I was laying in bed and it was about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning and I just got done putting Patrick back to bed because he was about 16 months old and uh heard a thump on the floor and I thought he crawled out of his crib and heard the carpet you know kind of rustle back and forth and um like I said, 2.33 o'clock in the morning, he was going to come around to my side of the bed, call him bed. Mm -hmm. I felt the covers kind of tug at the bottom of my feet where my, you know, where my legs were. And uh, then uh, I felt the covers move underneath my arm, and I was facing away from the wall, and I felt two cold fingers on the back of my neck. And I go, oh, Patrick, your fingers are so cold just getting to bed, and I rolled over, and nobody was there called the parish i go carla i think my house is haunted <laughs> so this is july 4th of course that this is june 28th right. this is on june 28th it was oh, when this wow. happened so uh carla says well i will tell the pastor to get a hold of you and come over for house blessing okay so he sends me a message and he says well i can come over on july 4th and it's like Perfect. We're not doing anything during the day. So. This is 2020. Yeah, July 4th, 2020. Oh my gosh. Like, okay, we're not doing anything during the day. So he comes over. I uh, comes over for a house blessing with the deacon. Hands me um, a deliverance prayer book, little black book. Says, read it over and get back to me. Hmm. So we're gonna end it there. Yes. Because we're gonna take a break. <laughs> we're leaving it on that. Suspenseful note. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. What's up next? So, folks, we have to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about how this experience changed them, how it's affected their children, and how, what they're doing now. How do they keep the faith alive in their home today? So, folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live from Sioux Falls right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. We all like to shop local, but sometimes there are items you can't easily get nearby. The next time you shop online, think of Real Presence Radio. If you use our special link, Real Presence Radio will get a portion of your purchase price on Amazon, and it won't cost you anything additional. Just go to realpresenceradio.com smile, and you're all set. You'll be directed to Amazon Smile, where a portion of your purchase price will be donated to Real Presence Radio. It's easy, fast, and doesn't cost you a dime. Find the link at realpresenceradio.com smile. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, talking with Nick and Amanda Lanners. They're joining me today, and we're just chatting about um, their faith, where it began, how it's progressed through their lives and their married life. Um, and we were talking about COVID. So COVID has impacted all of us differently. And Nick and Amanda, at the time during COVID, you had um, Nick was home, Amanda, you were home, your young three rowdy boys were home, and you sound like you just got into a routine that worked for you and your family. Yeah, we were... Life was good. <laughs> life, life was good. We were comfortable. But right. And so then Nick is starting to ask the questions, okay, we need to go back to Mass. We need to go back to Mass. Um, there was some resistance. Can you talk about that? Because I think a lot of people understand the resistance you were feeling. But can you talk about how you overcame it? Uh, well, at the time that Nick, he was really passionate and it was... Um, I want to say it was maybe around the end of June, like June 26th, and Nick was talking a little bit ago about how he wanted to go back to Mass, and, you know, whether he was trying to take the three boys with him, or actually, you know, it was his first intention for all of us to go, and something just came over me where I just, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And it was firm in that. And then he says, fine, I'm going to take the boys. And at this time, they were one, three, and five, and it's like, oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be that family, the circus family. Or, yeah. Yes, we're gonna be that yep. family in mass. And I'm like, no, no, the boys they they just need to stay home. You know, I don't want to. It's embarrassing. Well, and I think you you're know? speaking into a lot of what mothers feel is that it's just so much work it and is. it's embarrassing and everybody's staring and you have all these thoughts going through your head. And so then what's the point? And I was nursing. I mean, Oh my goodness. Right. So, and it's like, what am, where am I going to nurse at? How yeah. am I going <laughs> to, you know, a whole lot of anxiety just started to swell up inside of me. And Nick, he had a couple of the kids in his arms and he's like, we're going to go. And I said, no. And then he asked me a really powerful question and I couldn't answer it right away. And and I should have, and I should have, uh, but it really made me think. And then it was a couple nights after that, and we were laying in bed, and I was just having a terrible time getting Patrick back to sleep because he was six months, 16 months old, and we were 
uh, you know, sleep training and that's the thump on the floor and the shuffle right. of the carpet and the calling of the parish and it's like, oh, I think we got a ghost and, you know, father and you can come over and bless our home. And they leave you with some materials. Yes. Uh, so I've never had holy water made in my living room before until that day. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, completely beautiful. I never, I actually never witnessed holy water. Um, or what are we being blessed? So mm, mm-hmm. that was neat. Um, and then he left us with uh, this black deliverance prayer book. He said, read it over and get back to me. Mm-hmm. So I did. I read it cover to cover. And it's like, oh, there's some things in here that uh, I need to talk to Jesus about. So I made an appointment for general confession. And that's... Oh. Oh. The big dog. <laughs> the big dog. Wow. Okay. I, you know, like... So, we were in and out of our faith. Like, she went for the whole general confession, the big, big one. The big dog. I mean, that that appointment lasted like an hour, hour and a half. How did you feel when you left? Wow. Amazing. Beautiful. It was, I felt clean, purified. You know, I really spent some time going through that book and, you know, highlighting and really reflecting and truly doing a huge examination of conscience and... uh, yeah, we, we made the appointment. I went, and we discovered some some wounds that needed to be healed. And uh, the, our parish pastor just walked me through that process. And then that's when he introduced me to adoration. Nick knew what adoration was. He just didn't know what it was called. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, that beautiful time there at Sacred Heart Chapel with Jesus not knowing. Yeah. You know, Why? and I was never really exposed to adoration. So, uh, our parish pastor, um, had adoration for a couple hours every morning, um, right before morning mass. So I would go and visit Jesus every morning for at least, at least a half hour, always driving to do more wow. and attending daily mass. Cause I still wasn't working out of the house at the time. And, you know, Nick would keep the boys and I would tell Nick, okay, I'm going to go to Mass. And again, he would say. Like, <laughs> I couldn't get you to go. <laughs> right. He's like, just a few months ago, I couldn't get you to go. And now you're going every day. So again, and you're going before Mass? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And then I would come home. And, you know, after Mass, you kind of chit chat, you know. And he's like, Mass ended a half hour ago. What were you doing? And I'm like, just visiting. Just visiting. <laughs> well, and I think I think what's really beautiful about what you're sharing with us is the real struggle that mothers have, right? And the real issues that go through our heads, sitting there in the pew with the rowdy kids. And then that temptation of, I just don't want to go. It's right? so much work. It's, it's And it's a very real temptation. But I think... I love how you fought through that and how you read and you figured out a way to find peace in that space. Does that make sense? Yes. So you knew there was something more there because usually it's not black and white and we're complicated creatures. So there's something more there that you needed to heal, solve, Mm -hmm. put salve on so that you could be more of the Catholic mother that God wanted Mm -hmm. you to be. Right. Like... I thought, oh, this is going to be so embarrassing. My kids are going to be running up and down the aisle. <laughs> you know, they're going to be crying and screaming. I'm going to be nursing. I thought that. 
But, you know, it's so beautiful now to go to Mass and then see those parents with their kids. Mm -hmm. And those kids, I mean, our word children are absorbing. Yes. You know, even in their busyness and even in crawling underneath the pews and throwing yeah. colored pencils at prisoners behind us. It's like, oh, <laughs> You know, but do you know how much joy they bring to people also? Yes. Yeah. And that's really, you know, every pastor that we talk to at the end of the mass, thank you for bringing your children. Yes. Thank yes. you for Keep being going. Here. Yes. Well, it was funny. I was at a mass just very recently and the mother, they had five kids and I oldest had to be seven and that's being generous. <laughs> I don't know how yes. they worked all that out, but you know, <laughs> small children and the dad had taken one of the chil- children's, oh, that's what we say in my family, children's, one of the kids out, and then the mother had to take another one out. So here was this little boy and a baby, and she just literally handed the baby to the nearest mother she could find. <laughs> and it was just a beautiful thing, because I'm like, that's what we're about. That's what we're about. <laughs> the children need to experience God's love yeah. at such an early age and just build upon that, but... So, so yeah, so with Amanda going back, I'm like, whoa, let's pump the brakes here. What's going on? Yeah. And at that point, she was going to, the, like she mentioned, daily mass, adoration. And I was just certain sitting back saying, okay, well, you know, let me put out the rope here and see what's going to happen. Yeah. And she ended up going to a healing retreat in Broomtree in October of 2020. Okay. And, and then leading up to... For Christmas, signed me up for a silent retreat at Broom Tree, um, and that was February of 2021. Because was it difficult for you to all of a sudden she's like sprinting forward and you're like, whoa, what's happening? It was sort of at that point where I'm like, okay, go back to Mass and here's, you know, here's God, here's Jesus, and this is what we do. Didn't understand these next levels. So when the silent retreat came... I came back a different person. Really? Life-changing. Any person that would is is thinking about it, do it. Anything that's talking you out of it, it's the enemy. Because I felt all that same thing and I said to Father, "Yeah, I I'm I'll go to the silent retreat, but something's tell me I shouldn't go." But then that tells me I need to go. Right. And and after coming back from that silent retreat, renewal of my mind a reawakening at that point had really had my first adoration uh, an hour spending with jesus in adoration just some of these first that i never knew how much deeper our catholic faith was more than just that mass and when i returned home uh, just a completely new man we were going to daily mass we were taking turns to go into adoration and since then the lord just led a blaze i love it and that's really what, um, you know, when, when before Nick's silent retreat, he says, Honey, we only have to go to Mass on Sundays. That's all we need to do. You don't need to go every day. But we get to go whenever but we, we want. Got to go. Right. So he went to his retreat, and like Nick said, he came back a completely different man. So mm-hmm. beautiful. And you could literally see the fire of Christ lit up inside of him. I mean, his zeal was just Amazing. I, I, I my jaw was just dropping like it is like right now. So uh, because I can relive February twenty twenty one, 
when he came home just like it was just yesterday because his fire um, has only gotten bigger. And, you know, as a, as a, the husband and the father, you know, he's, he's our, our head of household right here. You know, he's our leader mm-hmm. and the boys look up to him to bring us to Christ, you know, yeah. and, and he's our leader and myself as a wife, I'm the heart, but you know, he's, he's everything. And he's such a great example for our kids. And so, yeah, like Nick said, from that day, if we could make it, we all went to daily mass, like all five of wow. us. And yes, our kids are the loud one. Yes, all the parishioners <laughs> knew when they entered. Persevere. Don't don't put it off. Yes. If you need to, maybe go to the nursery, but don't not go. If you can, yes. just take that time. And. And from that, just to back up, what I think helped reawaken me this silent retreat, I had gone to confession on December 23rd of 2020. And I said, well, okay, Lord, I'm going to make sure I'm good through Christmas for you. And <laughs> sure enough, it, time went on, and I'm like, huh, the addiction seems gone. Didn't think much about it. It wasn't until that silent retreat that I realized, no, the Lord miraculously healed the addiction that I had wow. from that confession. And it was sort of like the, the chosen, that song where it's like you were one way and another. Yeah. It was just like that. It was um, a moment that I know the divine mercy of Lord had, uh, could only have been that. It was yeah. a beautiful thing. So Wonderful. Well, and I heard, um, so on Fridays we have um, a great speaker that I love, Father... Um, Escaping my name now. John Ricardo, thank you. Um, He's wonderful, but one of the things, and it's stuck with me, he said this weeks and weeks ago, but he said, you know, when you go outside and you're hanging out outside and it's a sunny day and la la la, you get sunburned. The sun affects you. Mm -hmm. You get sunburned. He said, imagine what happens when you go to adoration. Yes. Sitting in front of the presence of our Lord, that is going to affect your soul, physically affect your soul. Yes. And it, it's impossible for it to not. Yes. And that's probably why you kept being drawn back over and over. Just, I want to be in his presence. One of the things I'm glad you brought this up, because I was thinking about this morning to mention on the on the air, is it came to me when I was at oration, sitting there once, thinking about, and this is for all the men out there, if our leader is God, and he is the, the head commander, let's see, think of the army. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, you can get your messages from anywhere. But if you get yourself in front of the Eucharist and sit there in adoration, you're the soldier for Christ in his presence right there. If you need your if you need to know what you need to do next or for your family, for your spiritual life, get yourself in front of the monstrance with Jesus presence right there. And sit there in the silence in your prayer and call out for your commander to answer and listen. I love it. So, how, what does your family life look like now? You guys go to daily mass. Um, what, how have your children re- responded to that? They're young enough where I'm sure they're just like, okay, we're going. Well... <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like, we just Woo! went there. We just went. We just went. But is this a 30-minute one or yeah, an hour? Yeah, it's a 30 30- I don't know where they got that from, but they 
They're smart. But they, <laughs> they know. But here's the good news of any family out there thinking about daily mass. When you say it's 30 minutes, that does make them feel, the young ones, like, okay, I can do 30 minutes. I can do 30 minutes. <laughs> I can do a cartoon. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of how we talk in their language. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's one TV show yeah. or it's two TV shows. <laughs> and they don't really watch TV all that often. Um, so we got rid of, like, all of the streaming. We, have, we just have antenna and... Um, at home, and they don't even watch that much. Really? Anyway, That's so, unusual for kids these days. Um, yeah, the COVID really, per- when you came back from that renewal, start- literally started thinking around the house, had to change the whole artwork. Like, no, get this yeah. stuff off. we got to get Jesus up here, Jesus Christ, the uh, procreator, uh, and just the nativity, just li- everything. I turned on RPR, and I started listening to RPR more, and I was like, you have to be intentional with what you're doing. How do you have things in your home? There's this one lady talking about it, and it just really sank in like, yes. So more and more we were purging, and the more and more we got rid of things, rid of extra toys, this, took stuff to St. Vincent de Paul, just completely till we can strip it down so we have, so we can really just enter more into the Lord. Just get rid of this stuff that was taking all our attention away. If it was a tablet for the kids or the, yeah. the phone, eliminate all that. That is completely just sidetracking you from your spiritual journey with Christ and growing deeper. And and the more that you enter into that, the more you're just postponing a blessing perhaps the Lord wants to do for you. Yeah. <laughs> We got rid of tablets. We got rid Amazing. of phones. Amazing. Wonderful. We went through all of the DVDs. Um, you know, if it really didn't... I guess Nick and I's philosophy is, is that if it doesn't help us get to heaven, we just don't want it. Yeah, what's so, the point? That <laughs> yes, is such a what, great way yeah. of looking at it. You know, and Absolutely. that's what we tell our kids. You know, if it's not going to help you get closer to Jesus, yeah. uh, why are we doing it? Why? Are, yeah. And what's the purpose of it? It doesn't matter. So, like, in our living room, Nick was talking about the artwork in our living room. We had a picture of, like, fall trees. Sure. Sure, they're beautiful. But Nick's like, we need this. And it's a print of the procreator above our couch. <laughs> and it's like, yes. And then we have across from it, um, going down our steps, we have a print of the teacher icon. You know, and it's like that. He's like, is this weird to have Jesus looking at Jesus? You know, because they're like, in he's different fine. Rooms. And it's like, no, it's all good. <laughs> so, you know, in our dining room, um, some people may have like a, a The Last Supper. Print, yeah. You know, we have Adoration of the Shepherds because Ooh. that's really what spoke to us. And it's and it's very large. Um, you know, it cover, it's, it's like our focal wall, you know. And then we underneath of that, we have like a buffet table and we call it our Mary table because it's Aww. our Mary statue and a plant and flowers for Mary. Oh, I love it. And in the boys' room, they... Um, the cathedral's bulletins had like beautiful artwork, so they cut the pictures out of the cathedral bulletins and they they tape them to their walls. And yes. it's like wallpaper of like all of these saints, saints, oh, and beautiful, beautiful images, art, you know. And that's that is the artwork in our home. Like if it's not like speaking to you, yeah, then it's not really serving a purpose. And that's the same like with their toys. We just got rid of like. Totes upon totes, probably like 10, 12 totes of toys. Yeah. Things that, and we took it away first, you know, put it in storage. And if they didn't mention anything about it, then we just got rid of it. Yeah. 
That's just amazing. Less is more for sure. Yeah, less is more. And I I love it because it's been, it hasn't been like you guys have just decided this in the last three months. You know, you've been doing this now for a while. It's a journey. And and that's it. It's a journey. And so I love how you started, you know, very mild Mm -hmm. in where you were in your faith. And it's like, okay, even though we're into our marriage, we're this far into our lives, we're adults, we're, you know experienced you can still grow you still have room to grow you still have time to grow no matter where you're at and you know if somebody were to walk into your home today would they be able to convict you of being a christian oh positively (laughs) even better would they be able to convict you of being catholic they don't even need to enter our our door we have a rosary hanging on our doorknob outside our home i love it we have uh, that's the goal folks this is the goal yes our hearts are restless until they rest in you closer into the hearts of the lord it's what you love yes yeah. Sacred so. Heart of Jesus statue is sitting on our front porch. We have St. Francis <laughs> like, on our sidewalk in our landscaping. Yep. So start and then just start about. It, and we would start started up doing uh, evening prayer, uh, night prayer. Got a prayer table. Put some saints that we're talking to just children like Saint Raymond, Saint Patrick, since the, they're patron saints for their children's our yeah. children's name, and. From there, let's let's be focused. Where we let's do it here, and of course you're going to have chaos. It's going to be all messy. <laughs> oh my gosh, stick so with loud. it. Just do it, even if it's just <laughs> it actually is like making you worked up. You know what? Maybe that's the Lord calling you to grow in patience. <laughs> yes, in the virtue of patience. And God is smiling and loving every second of it. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Like so Raymond, don't throw in the towel. No. Persevere. Persevere. Raymond Nick? at night now tucking him into bed. He says, Mommy, can we pray a decade of the rosary? And he's five. And, and he loves to have the St. Mike, Michael prayer. Every night we pray St. Michael together. Make sure you put holy water on his bed and in his room. I love it. All right. Nick and Amanda, we got to go. Okay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much Thank for you joining for us, us. And sharing your life experiences with us. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we've got to take a break. When we come back, Father Andrzej, he's from Poland. He's going to be sharing us some Advent traditions that they do in Poland. So stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.